Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. And I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. And we did a thing. Yeah. We have we have our name all official, like right behind us yeah. all the time. Marvel at the mastery of the artwork. It took me all of one hour. Don't admit that. <laughs> they don't need to know. It shouldn't have taken an hour to do that, though, honestly. <laughs> like... For those of you listening, we finally put um, our name on our little curtain behind our us. Our backdrop, our sound our, curtain. Our backdrop. There yeah. we go. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. It looks good. It does. I'm very pleased. <laughs> good. Like I said before, as soon as you're not pleased, it's over. Podcast done. <laughs> Podcast who? Podcast. Don't know her. Don't know her. <laughs> We're a little ridiculous today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're starting season two now. Whoop, so whoop. there's changes. We're going to be doing one upload a week. Yep. For sure on Saturdays. And then we're going to maybe do Wednesdays if we come up with random videos to put it up on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays maybe. So we'll maybe do our funny ones. Yeah. Our uh, compilations of nonsense. Yeah. Maybe start doing TikToks too. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? TikToks are so hard for me because I don't like looking at my own face. Yeah. Like, this is easy because I can look at just the camera and talk. Yeah. And that's fine. But. Yeah, if you look up a little bit. If I look up a little bit, there I am. But I'm blind, so it's okay. As long as I'm not wearing my glasses, it's all good. That's fair. (laughs) What else? There was another thing that was changing. Mm -hmm. Oh, the format. We're going to go for longer episodes because we're getting sick of cutting off right when we start getting into the flow. We get right into the zone and then we're like, oh, well, that was a full hour and 30 minutes. And we're not, we don't have a lot to cut out these days. Yeah, no, we've just gotten more streamlined. Yep. So we tend to be um, one takes as yeah. we go through. We're so we'll have like a, an intermission mm-hmm. and and move on from there. Yep. So you can, you can watch it in installments throughout the week. Hopefully. Yeah. Or sit down and binge it. Get, get our numbers up. Whatever works. <laughs> and please, please, please interact Wherever you find us, let us know. Yes. Um, let us know where you found us, how we're reaching you, what you think of the podcast. Yeah, all um, feedback is good feedback. Yeah, questions or topics, it's all good. Yeah, we're working more on the Facebook now. So we'll actually be up and running and we're thinking about a Discord. We'll see. <laughs> that's another, that's a whole another beast. And I'm not savvy enough to like have a lot of input on that. So yeah, I'm going to have to ask a bunch of people. Unfortunately, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> But yeah, engage. 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 That's where my brain went to. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. What time is it now? Time for you to get a watch. It's time for the weekly check-in. Oh, segues. <laughs> it's time for the weekly wait. What? 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 <laughs> my brain just like gave up on the thought halfway. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you've had a bad week. I did. I had a very long, very difficult, frustrating week. And kind of like out of left field, frustrating and weird. Yeah. And just, it was a mess. It was a mess. Because that happened on like Monday, Tuesday. It was Monday. Yeah. So the very beginning of my week, let's just say something traumatic happened. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, So for me, that meant like I had kind of put everything on pause while I'm trying to sort through my brain. Um. And I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> Trauma like, brain. I'm like, escape, escape. 
And then sleep. Yeah. So keeping busy working on the porch with Randy's been really good um, for the parts that I can do, which yeah. is nice. Can't do them for very long, but the parts I can do are really good. Yeah. And then you made me be all accountable and stuff and reach <laughs> yeah. out for help and things. And she did it. I did. She sent an email to her therapist, like a big girl. Yeah. And then I got a reply and I was like, cool. I don't have the energy to like really read this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did read notes. it. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, I just don't have the wherewithal to like cope with my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. So there we go. And then, because you were accountable, I have to be accountable. So on Monday, I'm supposed to call my hip doctor and see if we can take an image of it. Yep. Because it's getting worse. Like, noticeably worse. Like labrum pain. Yeah. I yeah. really think that's what it is. Because it was so mushed before. So we'll see. Well, and who knows what they were able to stitch where. Yeah. I'm like, trying to put it all back together. What do they do if they, like, can't save the labrum? I think they... I don't know, actually. I wonder if we'll just cut off the, the remainder of yeah, it. Yeah, like the yeah. shreds. So like, do you need a labrum? Yeah. I, the way do it, you really? <laughs> the way it feels when it hurts, it makes it feel like it's important. You know that, like, ooh, that really hurts. Yeah, when like I'm stepping sharp, it's almost like tearing. Yeah, like it's like a rippy pain. But they, well, whatever. I thought they resized the hip bone, so it shouldn't be catching anymore. Mm-mm. But I'm hypermobile, so I guess that doesn't really yeah. stop me. Yeah. Well, and then on the other hand, it could be like psoas. Yeah. Getting caught in like um, scar tissue. Right, because they didn't they didn't mess with my psoas at all. Yeah. So for both of my hip surgeries, what they did was they went in and they lengthened the tendon. Yeah. And then they did, like they shaved everything down, which is just so cool to see the <clears throat> to see the pictures mm -hmm. of them. Like, and here's what your it bone looks, looks like before and after. The last time I did it, they were surprised I asked for the images. Really? Yeah, the, the nurse, Chris, was I like... I always want to know. They don't usually give us images. And I was like, my my guy does. And so he looked through the folders. He's like, oh, yeah, here, you can have these. I'm like, yes. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, because every time... Well, and I mean, last time I told um, Dr. Dr. Kong to take lots of pictures. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to know. I want to see. <laughs> just take a video of it. Uh -huh. I'm like, I just want to see the whole thing. Journey into my hip socket. It's the a magical new documentary. <laughs> you can watch the surgery on YouTube, like people that have the educational Yeah, but it's not ones. inside of me. That's it's true. It's different. not your specific hip, but you I can... I want to see the insides of me. <laughs> I guess that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I mean, I'd feel the same way. I, I like seeing all the changes they make, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they take a ton of the bone off. Yeah. It looks really raw when you, when you see it, and they're, like, all pink and... Yeah, Fresh. and you can see like the marrow. Yeah, it's so interesting. I remember when I did my first one, my PT was like, "You had your bone shaved down, which is it's gonna feel like you kind of broke your bone," and I was like shocked to hear that because it really didn't hurt that bad. Right. I was like, "This is nothing. This is cake." And then the left one happened. Yeah, left was bad for both of us. Yeah. Never get your left hip fixed. <laughs> just leave it. It's in, just in... cursed. Yeah, that's what we told Benj. Yeah. Never do Something the left. Something wrong with it. And poor Star. Oh, God. Her, her left one is her bad one. Yeah. Of course. It has to be that way. We tangented right over your recap. Not really. Nothing else going on. No, it, just, it was a bad week for pain, just in general. Yes. Which is making me moody. Like, I've been just 
up and down all week. Mm-hmm. Left and right. Well, then, were you out of your meds last week? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then so... I was missing something this week for a little bit. Yeah. And my whole balance was off and mm-hmm. my body freaks out. Like, no equilibrium. We don't know what to do. We're going to throw a fit. Yeah. Little temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish that the light didn't make it so I can't read. <laughs> I just can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where I am. Yeah. Did you put the fidgets away? No. Where did I put mine? Under your butt. Did right I? There. Aha, I found them. All by myself. With and no now they're help gone. from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm drinking a, a frap out of a cup. <laughs> because my straw disintegrated. He collapsed it. Too much force in my lungs. You should not be putting that in your lungs. That's where I like to keep it. <laughs> That's what you do with the collapsed sections. You fill them up with your frap and then you have it for later. You're just like, yeah. What's wrong with that? That's not normal. People don't just do that. Where does the transfer take place? Where there's no esophagus, you know, like where the flat doesn't work. It just happens. Like, whoop. I don't have to do anything. It does You're all like, the work for me. I would like some prep now. Well, it's more like, you know, you got to fill it up and then it evacuates. Yeah. So. That's me in a nutshell. Great. <laughs> Great. Great job. Very cool. Way to go. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my, my recap God. was lame. <laughs> I don't know. I learned something new about where you <laughs> keep, my keep liquids. <laughs> yeah, no. That would be horrible. <laughs> They're like, I don't know why he keeps getting pneumonia. It happens, though. Like... I'll be drinking something, and then my esophagus is just like, no, it's going to sit there. And then I have to breathe. Yeah. So. The worst for me is when I get, like, that drainage stuck at the top because my yeah. swallow isn't working. And then I just wind up breathing my spit repeatedly. Yep. It's great. It's very graceful. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so <Wait> cool. Again. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't so want to do our- that. What are our topics today? Because hmm. we have a couple fun ones. We do. There was one that I didn't write down that we were reading off of the site. I can't remember, but we have. We could talk about pharmacy drama. Mm, I have a your lot. favorite topic. I have a lot. A lot. I have a lot to say about that. Uh-huh. And prior odds, because, oh, my God. <laughs> Every month is a battle and has been for like six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, Every time. And then we have the experience with imposter syndrome and just talking about imposter syndrome in general. Yes. Because we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. I mean, we mention it a lot and we refer to it a lot, but we haven't really broken down how that works. Right. um, For illness. It's interesting when you like read the definition for imposter syndrome and they talk a lot about like not feeling qualified for a position you're in. Yeah. Is basically the gist. But I'm like, that's not all of it. My coffee spelled. Remember when I said... You jinxed it. I knocked on wood. It's not my fault. <laughs> when knocking on wood doesn't mean you didn't jinx. It just means it won't. you didn't spill. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should have knocked on wood. Watch this. See? Your fault. <laughs> <sighs> now, now that you've cleaned it up. <laughs> now that all my spoons are gone. 
It's nap time. <laughs> All right, let's get on to a topic then. All righty. What do you What do you want to start let's with? Let's start first? with pharmacy. <laughs> Yeah, pharmacy drama is fun. It's not though, because <laughs> we have two very different experiences. Because well, yeah, talk about what your experience is like, because it's pretty streamlined. So, like pre Kaiser, I went through a lot of the same things that you did. Yep. Um, where they would either, and then we're talking about like filling pain medication specifically is the really big one that they. I've had problems getting other stuff though. Uh, yeah. Like weirdly, like heart meds and. Yeah, like lisinopril or just weird. thyroid meds that I need. They're like, yeah, we have that. No, we don't have that. Come back in an hour. Oh, you, we didn't put it in the system. Um, we're going to have to call your doctor oh, seven times. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> um, but now, because I'm at Ki- with Kaiser, my experience is really streamlined because the doctor will put it in and then I go directly to the pharmacy and go, here, he just put it in the system. Can you fill it? And they fill it. Um, and they have an app, which is great. So that's been not a huge burden for me, but I know for you, it's totally different. Well, I've had, I've had really good experiences and really bad experiences before we knew what was going on. And I was in pain management. It was super, super annoying because we were still trying out new meds all the time, Mm -hmm. like extended release and none of it works in my system. My body always freaks out. You don't like extended release at all. So there would be times where I would go fill something like I tried the Butrans patch and I absorbed it too quickly so I couldn't keep using them. And I turned them in Mm -hmm. to my doctor. She wrote a new prescription for fentanyl patches, which was even worse. Oh, yeah. And filling that was a pain in the ass because I had to go in and this lady was like adamant because of the registry. She knew that I had the butran stuff i was like well i turned it in you can call my doctor and she did but my doctor at the time was a nurse practitioner so she didn't accept it the pharmacist was like no no we need a doctor i was like okay but that is my there's no overseeing doctor it was her practice like (laughs) she can prescribe things um so that was fun. That was like four days of hell. And then because after that, I ended up in the hospital because of the fentanyl patches. Yeah. Yucky. And that I mean, that makes sense, like why they would do it. But for the the standard stuff, when I want. Right. Like, especially for things that you feel every month. Yeah. That you're like, this is normal. Yeah. I had a good, good pharmacy called Cordon for a while, um, for like two, two, three years. Oh, OK. They take the prescription gets faxed into them so by the time we're out of the we were out of an appointment we'd just go straight there mm-hmm. it would be ready in and out and they could deliver so if jen couldn't do it they could deliver it to the house That's it was nice. really nice and they always had everything that i needed in stock mm-hmm. even if we tried new things or it changed um but they only work with certain doctors and when i moved from the bad pain management place to new health yeah they didn't realize that happened so when they found out i was using oh, a different no. doctor they're like oh this doctor isn't on our approved list. We can't work with you anymore. And they were bummed because they liked us. Aww. We liked them. Like I knew everybody's name there. That's so frustrating. You yeah. know, like you build a good team and then suddenly something happens mm-hmm. or like someone leaves the practice. Yeah. And we tried figuring out how to get the certification. It'd be something that New Health would have to do mm-hmm. and then work, I think, exclusively with Corden. I'm not sure. 
That's a lot of people to like try to transfer over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that wasn't going to happen. Um, but we've been using Walgreens and I always have fights at Walgreens. Like it's either we don't have it and it'll be in next week, which is always fun. Yeah. Especially when it's been on the books for like the entirety of the month. Right. You think that they'd have a system for knowing what they need and when. <laughs> which is ridiculous because like with the contracting, you can't have them send it to a different one. Right. Which is just, and, exactly. and you've had one removed from the list, haven't you? Yeah, the one closest to us, we had to not use them because they would always have problems filling. And it was a Safeway yeah. pharmacy. But with my practice, when you move out of a pharmacy, you blacklist it so you can't mm -hmm. use them again. So that you don't jump around and play games. and Yeah. Which wasn't the goal. It was basically pharmacy shopping. Right. So we found... <laughs> We, we live in Aurora, and we found a pharmacy down in Parker that we use. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's next to the hospital, so they usually have everything. That's nice. They, they're they more understanding because they deal with more pain management stuff, uh -huh. I think, in general. Yeah. And it's just a nicer neighborhood. That's good. So. That was the other thing. Yeah. Um, like the socioeconomic piece. Oh, my God. I yeah. think is huge. That's what so shameful. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Sorry. Very fancy. What? It was very fancy. I was like, I had hair in my face, but I couldn't tuck it because my ear is inside of the thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pharmacies are not. No, I'm. Fun. Prior auths are what kill me the most because I have to do prior auths all the fucking time. And the idea that you have to wait for somebody from the insurance or Medicaid or Medicare or whatever. Yeah. To look at it and then make a judgment. Like, hmm, I don't think they need this. Let yeah. me call their doctor who's busy and has a life. Right. <laughs> and I can't get a hold of ever. Like, I can't. Yeah. They're not having, you know, they have, at least at, at New Health, they have their own person who handles everything. Right. For that, which is nice. Um, but even then, the prior office take like four days just to hear back from the doctor's office. <laughs> so anytime you need something, if you have a prior out, they're like, oh, well, there's the next four days, like the week's done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, and having the person at the insurance company be like not a doctor, right? Just somebody who's like, eh. yeah, that was the thing because we both watched this TikTok about yep. how unbelievable it is that someone who does not have a license to practice medicine essentially gets to practice medicine to tell you whether or not you need that thing that your doctor, yeah, who does practice medicine and does have a license to practice, thinks that you need. Well. Like, you'd imagine someone who's a doctor would have gotten into the practice to help people and take yeah. the Hippocratic Oath. So there'd be less bias. There's always going to be bias, but there'd be less. But as a person who's just approving things, you can be as biased as you want. You could be right. like, well, they're poor, so obviously it's a scam. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, it's just a mess. Yeah. I hate I hate pharmacy days. Like, I hate filling. I know, because you're always like... Is it going to fill today or are we going to have to wait three days? Yeah. Is it going to be forever? <laughs> Will they even fill it? Because I've had doctor or pharmacists just go, we're not going to fill it for you. Because they can. They can just be like, nope. <laughs> be like, okay. Which is just ridiculous. I don't understand why yeah. that is. And it's like they make these like super snap judgments based on whatever you're picking up. I feel like a lot of it has to do with being invisible. Like, yeah. When I walk in, if I don't have like my cane or anything and I'm walking normally, I look perfectly fine. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, this person's on a high dose of pain meds right now. Right. I mean, I'm not on a high anymore. I used to be a lot higher. I'm going down, which has been good. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, they do. They, they'll look at you and be like, oh, this person's perfectly healthy. There's no reason for this. But, but it's like, you're not my doctor. Right. It's just so stupid. It's like when I use handicap parking. Oh, my God. I bet that's fun. Yeah. Well, and people will just give me, like, dirty looks. And it's, it's funny because, like, here I feel like people are more of the mindset of, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've had a lot of, okay, whatever, like they'll look and they'll make that like weird face mm-hmm. and then they're on with their day. So I've not had anyone like confront me, which is nice. Cause I think I would lose my shit. Oh my God. Um, depending on the day. Yeah. Like catch me <laughs> on a bad day. It's not going to go well. One of us is going to jail. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that same kind of you're invisible mm-hmm. and nobody can see like what all's going on. And why it's going on. Right. That's why I like having the the aids. They they make it more visible. Yeah. But even then I hate using them, so it's 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 like lose lose. <laughs> well it's like my uh thumb brace. Yeah. Which was interesting. Like the first time I wore it to work, um, I was explaining that I had just like thrown out my hand and it was it was fine, but I would hurt. And so they were like, Oh, you're just this is not your year and I was like, No, this is every year. Yeah all the time forever and then it kind of hit home <laughs> it was like you need that like v- visible representation yeah before people like really get it <laughs> you just label everything that's in pain <laughs> get clothing that can highlight areas be like today it's this part and my, you know what i mean led yeah like why, <laughs> why is that red oh because that's in a lot of pain right now <laughs> oh do you need to see a doctor no i'm fine don't worry about it <laughs> yep this is fine this is fine it's all on fire (laughs) everything on fire forever (laughs) yeah it's like when i tell people like does it shorten your lifespan no no we we get to live in pain for a long long time not vascular fun times yeah fudge which is interesting because i haven't heard from anybody like older with eds I, i i think a lot of people that follow us are older maybe like not like kid kids well yeah no i mean i mean like 60s 70s like i want to know what it's like at that point yeah maybe at that point you just don't give a shit right (laughs) you're so burned out on everything which is fair because so many people go through life completely undiagnosed yeah or make it into their 40s (laughs) before a diagnosis turns up that's insane i mean it took us years took us like eight years total to figure it out yeah well and then like thinking back there were so many signs and symptoms that Mm -hmm. i wish we'd paid attention to like the migraines i had in school that wasn't normal oh yeah lots of the lots and lots of little things Mm -hmm. that we just assumed were different yeah like it's another thing on top of right everything else and it's it's just so interesting to me how it all compounds and i can't imagine the like social emotional damage it does to go undiagnosed into your 40s oh my god yeah because it did us like <laughs> did us a number and we made it pretty quickly yeah in comparison to a lot of people yeah that's true yeah well especially from finding it and then diagnosing yeah i, I can't imagine how we difficult were, it would have been without your kaiser stuff yeah we like, were really lucky with like the timing yeah because I had I hadn't been at that job very long, um, and then from there it was fine. But yeah, the timing worked out great. 
yeah just yeah. a week later after we found out eds was a thing yep that was it was good stuff yep <laughs> it went quickly from it doesn't seem to be marfans to it could be eds to it is in like a week right exactly because for a long time we chased marfans because mm-hmm. that was all we had that was the only option that had been presented to us yeah and i look least marfansy than anyone <laughs> like you don't even no that's stupid you couldn't be okay <laughs> <laughs> it just doctor says that it could be so that's what i'm telling you my bad <laughs> my bad yes because i had that happen a lot yeah i remember because i was seeing mcpn at the time mm-hmm. and she went through and like did some tests and was like you definitely have a connective tissue disorder i don't know what it is and i was like okay so there's that that confirms the one thing yeah and so chasing it down from there was crazy but it did. It moved really quickly. Like, really quickly. Like, the amount of time we spent trying to get Marfan's diagnosed was insane. It was, like, three years of us yeah. trying to get it. To trying fit. to get, yeah, anyone to, to, like, even look at us. Right. I had referrals to everywhere. And people wouldn't, like, actually pay attention. Yeah. It was it was a pain. And then you find EDS and bam. Yep. It was meant to be. And that's the thing is it's always horses, not zebras, but zebras do exist. <laughs> always. And we're zebras. <laughs> yeah. We're the weird thing. It's got to be that way for everyone with yeah. like an invisible illness. like. Especially it... things that have so many like comorbidities that go yeah. along. Like EDS is so funny because like when I say EDS, I'm talking about the whole umbrella. Right. All of the things that we know are common comorbidities and like. They, they, these things go together. Like, I think somebody called it the the unholy trinity yeah. of uh, EDS, MCAS, and POTS, mm-hmm. I think was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I say EDS, I'm talking about everything that comes underneath that kind of banner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's a lot that goes into it. And if you're not looking big picture, it's easy to miss. Yeah. And if you're not... Like, if you're not a confident communicator, it's hard to get your needs met, too. And we went through a lot of that. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> and a lot of it because of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's most of my doctor's visits were like that because yeah. I was like, mm, this is a thing, but it, pro- it probably isn't a thing. Right. I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah. Or they'd ask me straight up something and be like, mm, not really. Right. You're like, sometimes, but it kind doesn't, of. like, apply because it's not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Jen, that Jen used to hate that. That's why she she talks over me now. It's because I used to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't need more. Now I just say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I stopped caring. <laughs> well, and you have a good team now. Yeah, it's true. Very listens true. And you like are confident that you're going to be heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which I think is so important because it is. It's hard to be confident communicating with someone if your first thought is they're going to just shoot me down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if, even when that does happen. Well, I'm trying not to take it hard when it does. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other part is like you get so discouraged when someone's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. I've had so many car rides home with Jen that have just been in utter silence while I'm trying to process everything and stay calm and be like, we'll just have to find something else. Well, it's like when I left that first doctor that I saw who was like, you don't need a diagnosis. And I like walked out and I was like in tears. Yeah, (laughs) I was so mad and so upset. (coughs) <coughs> Jeez. and it was yeah Jen was the one who was like I don't like her you need to go find somebody else and I was like oh, okay that's 
let's do that. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, fine, I'll give up, and that'll be it. And I will just silence myself. Well, I mean, we were at the end of the rope at that point. Right. Like, even finding something else that fit was, like, amazing. Yeah. There's just the thought that we could find something else. Right. Well, and it was so funny when we found EDS, because it did. It checked off, like, all of the boxes. Yeah. Whereas for everything else we had looked at, we were like, some? Yeah. Like, ah, more than half of those apply to me. But nothing was... Like, there was always that, like, eh, but it could also not be that. I wonder what what other illnesses are like that. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Where you're like, oh, my God, that's what that is. Yeah. It's interesting. Because you hear about EDS patients finding out late, but it's got to be that way for a lot of people who have... Right. Like, the complex rarer, yeah. illnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think of something, like, similar that could apply, but... Like, I know um, dystonia is a big one Mm. where they have all these, like, muscular issues and it's not always visible. Um, But I've also seen dystonia go along with EDS. Oh, wow. And so there's just, like, all of these things tie back together. Yeah. And EDS is so weird because it affects absolutely everything and it could affect it in whatever way. Yeah. Who knows? And then the doctors who know you look at you and you're like, okay, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. Your body is weird. (laughs) We have learned. I mean, I'll go, I'll take weird over a mystery any day. Yes. Hearing that it was a mystery drove me insanely nuts. Yeah. Because that just meant they weren't going to try. There's a clinical trial for some vascular EDS. Um. I wonder if it's a therapy or if it's a medication. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my grandfather sent it to me. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Papa was like, check this out. Clinical trial for the treatment of vascular EDS. He still thinks we're vascular. <laughs> I don't see it. We're not, though. We do. We have fragile veins, but not in, like, arteries right. <laughs> or organs. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like we have fragile veins <clears throat> and bad blood pressure. <laughs> yes things that well and then we wind up like kinking stuff yeah and then the pressure builds and then they just pop like you know you do just normal people things yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god bodies are stupid guys like don't take it to heart this is just the car you're driving for the time being that's true (laughs) yeah it's like i said with busy like i have to separate it all yeah like when when you were talking about identity politics and like mm-hmm. being like labeling yourself as a disabled person yeah that hurt yeah like because i was thinking about, i was like man that would suck if i had to do that well that's the thing like i have i just i can't apply labels to me yeah like i think of me as a verb <laughs> like i am doing <laughs> yeah i am not a stagnant like thing no, that's your ever body. changing and learning and growing and developing new viewpoints of like the more information I get on different things. Right. So, yeah. The labels are hard, man. <laughs> and when you take labels in and you take them to heart, even harder. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Mm, normal. Fine. Normal. Happy. I'm not normal. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Yes. That's me. <laughs> what am I allowed to be? Right. Yep. Like, God. That's a big one. Like, what am I allowed to? It's like when I asked for my handicap placard. Yeah. And I was like, 
I feel like a fraud. Here I am. They, I mean, I'm supposed to have one. After hip surgery, they were like, you're going to need this. And I never filled it out. I wanted to. But at the same time, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I only did it because my husband had been nagging me to do it. Yeah. He's like, you need it. What are you doing? I'm like, but I don't need it. And I'm a big fraud. And nothing is real. Just a big faker. This whole <laughs> thing's fake. All these doctors are wrong. It's hard. It's so hard. Especially after years of like. Not only medical neglect, but like trying to come to terms with what your body is doing to you. Yeah. Without knowing what it is. Like, there's some emotionality to that that like, I can't describe or put into words. No, it's a very distinct feeling. Yeah. Like, you just feel hopeless. And then part of you is like, I just want to burn it all to the ground because <laughs> I must be crazy. Let's raise it all. Yeah. <laughs> Throw salt. Nothing will ever grow. <laughs> <clears throat> what was one of your biggest moments of like imposter syndrome? Um, man, my biggest, the biggest, um, or like most notable or memorable. I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a lot, a lot like, okay. The, the biggest one would have been this last time I moved pain management clinics. Yeah. Um, trying to describe what I had because it was still pretty soon after we had gotten EDS and I was still undiagnosed. Right. So I was like, here's what it is. But, it, you know, trying to explain that you have this thing that you feel that you don't have. Yeah. To a doctor who's going to be in charge of your pain management if you don't want to say something wrong. Right. It was so awkward. I was like, it, it's EDS, maybe. My sister is diagnosed. I might have it, but I don't know for sure. And he's like, okay, I, yeah. I understand. He, like, he knew what EDS was, which was huge. That's awesome. Yeah. Dang. I miss him. Dr. Chastain. Why'd you have to go and become a big doctor? He moved up. Moving up in the world. Yeah, he moved like head How of surgery dare. where he was happier. So, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> but that whole conversation was just excruciating because Jen wasn't allowed to come back with me either so I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to talk about what I have to deal with and what I was on before and yeah that moment was just I was like I couldn't convince myself enough to convince him yeah that that yeah 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 he didn't have that problem but in my head he was, there was no way he was gonna buy it because I couldn't buy it you know right well so. I think that's why we've learned to like throw humor in as this like softener yeah like we break things up with humor so that it's not like super serious. That's <laughs> and me. And some the doctors ER. like it, and some doctors hate it. Yeah. Um, ER docs usually. I hate it. The the okay yeah the doctor on call will hate it. The nurses will will think you're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. and so will like the imaging techs. Yeah. That's been my my overall experience is that when you're dealing with everyone else, you can be flippant and they, they just get it because they're uh -huh. having a rough night too. They're working. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yep. But then the doctor comes in and, and you're not crying and in pain like everyone else. And You're wasting my time. Yeah. How dare. Oh God, and I wish, nuts. like, have you ever wished that you could be more dramatic about it? Yeah. I've, I've That's such a consciously weird tried to, but sensation. it doesn't. Yeah. And then we turn around and we're like, it's not real and we're faking it. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, I couldn't play it up if I tried. Not 
I don't, I don't even know. Like, but yeah, I couldn't play it up if I tried. Like, I'll fantasize about like <laughs> reacting the way I want to react yeah. <laughs> to things. Um, but I never do unless I'm like a hundred percent alone. Yeah. Or at like nine ten, and I can't help it. Man, even at ten, I it's humor. Yeah. I mean, or when quiet. I woke when I woke up from back surgery, I was just making jokes about it. Like the the one of the guy nurses was like, "I like your hair because I dyed it purple and blue." Uh huh. So I was like, you know, fuck it. If I'm going to be paralyzed, I want colorful hair. Because <laughs> they're like, it could happen. I was like, cool. <laughs> I don't have to feel my legs. That's half the work done. Right. You did it. It's so funny. <laughs> so I was making Mardi Gras jokes with that guy. Yes. And I mean, that was insanely painful. But that's that's the shield you got to use. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because, yeah, no, I remember even as like a kid, I remember like wanting to be more forthright about things mm-hmm. like, why can't I react like a normal person who would be like, I'm in pain. I'm going to cry and whimper. Right. Why can't I do that? <laughs> You're a freak. I'm Just a freak. deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> you have no emotions like i want someone to coddle me sometimes yeah, that'd but be nice. only only very specific times yeah. i'm like a cat on your you, schedule you gotta guess and if it's the wrong time i might bite you yeah there you go <laughs> there's the boundaries one <laughs> it, it does change like yeah especially like with doctors and stuff like when you have the connection with some of them and then like they'll have a shift change and you get someone new yeah and they're like the polar opposite of the last person you were talking to and you have to kind of like readjust yeah yeah change oh gears God. yeah god just thinking about it is draining yeah like oh, i don't want to go to the urgent That's care a, like, i, don't want I to go to hate ER. explaining to more than one person and you have to explain it to like five people when you go in yeah i'm like i just want one person or or all of you come come gather around let me tell you the thing and then I'm going to not talk about the thing anymore. Yeah. That's why I try and use um, the one hospital for everything. Because mm, they have all my... Know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll pull it up and I don't have to explain it. Right. Like, well, he's been in here for EDS. And he had this back thing removed. Like, because all my surgeries have been near or in Parker Adventist. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's all on file there. <laughs> like, I heard Parker Adventist was doing laughing gas for childbirth now. Interesting. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but... Since I have already decided um, that what you call them are out of what the heck am I trying to say? My brain is going intubation, and that's not right. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> if they're intubating, it's a whole different journey. The one in your back, help! Oh, oh, epidural. Yes, there we go. I've already yeah. decided that that's not on the menu. So, laughing gas would be fun. In theory. In theory. Yeah. <laughs> It might be funny to watch in retrospect. It might not be funny at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, no, trying to do an epidural. Mm-mm. Especially with like what happened with my back where I had the um, the adhesions, the yeah. arachnoiditis. Right. Where it stuck to itself and the scar tissue would cause more scar tissue and built up. And... Yeah. And then compression. and no. Yeah. No, that was Mm-mm. not fun. I was worried about spinal, actually, when they did the spinal anesthesia the first time for my hip. Like, part of me was really concerned. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Genetically, this is not a good idea. Yeah. They did. No, I think they did. They asked me last time for beforehand if they would do the spinal. Mm. Like, the, you know, are you okay with it? 
you good? Yeah. Do you feel confident? I even let them put in um, dexomethazone. What it's, is that? It's a steroid, but it's like a toned down prednisone. Oh, okay. And I told them I have bad reactions to steroids, but they're like, well, just use a little. And I was like, yeah. all right, go for it. Let's Keeps try it and see down. what happens. Nothing horrible happens, so. That's good. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. But I mean, they, they went over all that beforehand. That's good. Yeah, instead of I had what I had yeah. happen, which was crazy. I just got a really good... Um, um, Anesthesiologist. Yeah. yeah. Mine was not. She was a little gung-ho. And it did not work <laughs> you, in my favor. just women doctors. I don't know why. I really think it's a, like a communication style thing. Because I am like flippant and I use humor to yeah. mask. And I'm not like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. And they're like, clearly you're fine. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Also, everything coming out of your mouth is offensive to me. <laughs> and I'm like, everything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> your existence is just annoying me. But I'm the one taking care Sometimes of you now. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Or they're like, or they'll hear one symptom out of like a list that I'm giving and go, oh, that's that's this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you ignored everything else on that list to tell me that one thing. Because when I was talking about um the spasms and like you've seen how they ripple underneath right um i was talking about it and so i was like going through the list of symptoms that i had prepped for her and got to like and yeah sometimes my eyelids will spasm and she goes oh it's myokinia and i was like body wide and she's like yep i was like what the fuck what she was like yeah the rippling yep that's what it is yep and i was like the like i think we have a problem with stuff like that especially because where you it's it's very similar to looking for horses and zebras yeah because they're looking for a common explanation to a problem that's coming from a complicated right issue I'm like it's not normal nothing is ever normal in this yeah it's just not ask my massage therapist he'll tell you he's always so funny he's like you're my favorite person to work on because you're just so interesting <laughs> and because I don't react to pain so he can do whatever he wants. It's I great. giggle in pain. It's the damnedest thing. Like when, when I, they were doing the the bad versions of the um, injections in my oh, back yeah. where I was feeling it, I'd giggle when it would hurt. And they'd be like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just hurts. I do that too, actually. Like if I hurt myself, <laughs> I laugh. Yeah. I remember if I'm ever in pain, like doing massage, I've learned to just like take a deep breath and sigh it out because yeah. you have to let the muscle tension go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there are times where I'm like, we're going to pass out now. <laughs> and he's like, please don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, and it is, it's interesting too, like how your boundaries develop over time working with so many different practitioners. That's true. It's like, thinking about my body boundaries now versus my body boundaries five years ago totally different totally different completely completely different (laughs) yeah through the whole journey i remember when i was younger like early 20s we'd watch dr house and they do like spinal taps and stuff and i'd be like i can imagine what that would feel like but i know i'm never gonna have to do that right i've done like seven spinal taps now like it does not even a thing Take my take my fluids. I don't care. Take Tap me like a tree. <laughs> Drip it all out. Find out if I'm sick. Do what you need to do. <laughs> take it all. Just like, take it. Well, like when they tried to put the spinal in it, it took them 30 minutes because they couldn't damn, get through the scar that's tissue. Ridiculous. 
I just got stabbed over and over and over and over. Yep. The anesthesia would wear off. They'd have to reapply it and stab me some more. Oh, God. You know. Like you do. Normal things. Even, like, the modesty thing. Oh, God, like, yeah. completely gone out the window. Yeah. No, I used to be super, super scared of, like, any, like, wearing yeah. scrubs and stuff. I was like, I don't want to wear your robe. Yeah. Fuck that robe. No. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing a gown. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm keeping my pants firmly on my body. And now it's like, no, you can. It's fine. It's yeah. all good. It's all fine. <laughs> less, less surgery. <laughs> the nurse would follow me around to make sure everything was closed. Uh-huh. And she kept like letting go on accident or like she would reach for something else and drop it. And she would apologize. And, like, I don't care. It's not. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, you're just like, I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's fine. Like there was <laughs> I went to do acupuncture and she was telling me, she's like, so you leave, you can leave the bra on, just take your shirt off and we'll work on like your abs. And I went to take my shirt off and she was like, oh, oh. And I was like, what? What? And she was like, oh, well, I was going to step out and give you a minute. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, if you're comfortable, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anyone else has had that experience because. Yeah. You do. You just kind of get over it. Right. When you do a ton of things. Yeah. Well, and we have learned to, like, not be attached to the body. That's true. So we Treating can... it like as, as it's another thing. Right. We can look easier. at it very clinically mm-hmm. without being, like, I don't know, self-conscious, I guess. I never asked you. Before huh. surgery, did you have to do the COVID bath thing? Like, when I went in, I had to wipe down everything with um, iodine, like these iodine pads. Um, so they give you the soap, right? So it was that the night before and the morning of, and then I'm pretty sure she wiped me down when I got there. No, you're right. Cause they did. They gave me like those thick, thick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do remember. Like I had instructions to do everything in a certain order. Oh really? Cause I only had to do the area. Oh no. So I had to do the whole leg and then like up into my abdomen. And that was it. Maybe they just punked me. <laughs> they were like, bathe in this. No, they seriously, they were like, in That's the middle crazy. of the prep room, you know, where you just have a small curtain. They're like, take all yeah. your clothes off, wipe down, start with your 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 head area. Don't Weird. get it near your face and eyes. Like, to your neck, to your chest, to your arms, to your hands. Then you'd have to do your legs and your butt. Yeah, I did do your butt last. That was very important to them. And then so you do your feet, but you'd have new pads for each area. Weird. Yeah. And by the time I was done, I was just sticky with iodine. Ugh. Yeah, it was not comfortable. And then you put the gown on and it like sticks to you. And Ugh. No, I did not have to go that far. COVID prep. Weird. And we were only a month apart. Yeah. Well, and I had my first one done in the yeah, height of COVID. You did. Yeah. And I don't think they did the wipe down at that point. Yeah, probably not. So at that point, it was like I got tested like five days before yep. and I was good to go. And yeah, it it moved pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I just did like the one leg <laughs> with the iodine pad. Yeah, they punked me, man. They got me good. <laughs> so, like, they like bathe your entire body do in it. this. You have 15 minutes. Get it done. Okay. <laughs> now sit here for eight hours while we wait for your doctor to show up because we gave you the wrong time. Oh, no. Do you remember that? Like, yes. I, <laughs> so you were there for like, they told like me five to be, hours be there something? at four. It was ridiculous. Because the surgery was supposed to be at six and then it got pushed back to 11. Yeah. And then it didn't happen because they were late. So it started at like 12. Ugh. And the whole time I was just sitting there sticky. Yep. 
for like eight hours yeah (laughs) couldn't sleep on it like i was just bored out of my mind so annoying i always feel bad after surgery because i'm like i'm just in a hurry to go home yeah and then I feel like I'm inconveniencing whoever's taking me home. So I'm like rushing to get out. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. No, I get that. Like as soon as your eyes are up, you're like, oh, tight. Let's go. It's, yep. it's, I'm, I'm awake. I didn't die in surgery. I would like to go home now, please. But you're having breathing problems. You should I don't stay. care. I'm going home. I had the same thing happen, though. I had, I had breathing issues on one of the shoulders. Oh, really? Yeah. The, they numbed. It was the right arm. When, uh-huh. they, when they did nerve block, it affected my, my throat. See, this is why I don't do nerve blocks. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty messed up. I couldn't swallow anything. So they like, drink this water and I would try to drink it. I do remember it. you telling me and you just couldn't swallow it. Right. So yeah. I was afraid I was going to choke on it because it was going to get breathed in or spit out. Uh-huh. I'm like, um, I don't want to be a barbarian. I think I'll just drown. <laughs> I'm not spitting this out all over the place or calmly back into a cup. I'm just going to inhale it. <laughs> Great. Great job. Now you, you've kept your posture. You, you look saved good. face and now you have pneumonia. And now you're drowning. Good job. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was Try soft. drowning in they, a hospital. They really wanted me to stay. And I was like, no, I got to go home, guys. <laughs> but you have problems. I know. And I appreciate I that. Care. But I'm going home. I told you I lied to them when I did the spinal because yeah. they were like, you have to pee before you go. And I was like, I can't feel anything at all. I definitely peed. I'm going home now. I did it. And they were like, did you pee? And I was like, yeah, a little. And they were like, did you flush it? And I was like, yep, definitely flushed. It. Oh, God. oh, my God. I don't think they believed me, but they had to let me go. I was going to say, like, that reminds me of doing UAs because you can't flush after a UA. Oh, like you had to prove to them. It's like went to you the didn't tell me that you needed to see it. Yeah, I'm like plus, check. you make me like fast and stuff. Yeah. Beforehand, and I don't think that you you gave me enough IV to like really go. Yeah, that's always been my problem too. They yeah. don't like to pump you up with fluids until after. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> so yeah, you go home and pee rivers, but I'm like, I need to go home. You just lie, get yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I'm breathing problems. It's fine. It's all good. You're going to have to take this oxygen home. That's cool. I am I just need to leave. <laughs> I need out. I want to go home now because I was tired and I didn't want to go back to sleep there because then we were going to be there forever. Right. I was like, I want to go home so I can go to sleep. This is not that difficult. <laughs> it was pretty difficult. Yeah. They were like, you need to breathe oxygen first. And I was like, this is not on my agenda. Yeah. Fuck your oxygen. <laughs> oh my god. Air is not important. You ready for intermission? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Break time. We're gonna go oh, on a no. break. <laughs> We're gonna try and find another straw. <laughs> or we'll just dump this one on the floor too. No. <laughs> right here. I've got a nice puddle. Mm-mm. Um but while we're on break, everyone needs to hydrate. Yes. Take your meds. Do all the things. Eat something. Go see some sunshine, maybe. Take care of yourself. We're going to see the sun. So you should, too. Go stare at it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do stare a, at the sun. a sun stare. <laughs> don't get a two at sun stare. <laughs> I'm going to go outside, look directly in the sun, and go, self-care. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be back. Indeed.
Welcome back. How was your break? Was it startling coming back to me yelling at you? Because it startled me. It startled me too. That was the point. Get that adrenaline going. He intentionally waited for me to take a drink. Yes, I did. And then scared the shit out of me. It's great. That's what brothers are for. I'm doing my job. Just walk around knocking stuff over. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna send a bunch of those to you because I, I found those. a bunch in a row. They're so funny. Like, Siblinghood, you're just like. <laughs> it's the, what? it was that way with having roommates too, though. Yeah. Like when you're when you actually like your roommates. <laughs> right. It's like having siblings. Yeah. So. To be fair, I do it to my husband too. I just like walk over. And I'm like, I'm gonna stand in front of the TV. I no do reason. it to anybody. <laughs> like. <laughs> on a tangent, if someone's holding something and they walk up and they stop to me and they won't, they, they don't say anything. That's whatever it is is going flying. It has been cups of water. It has been cereal. I have hit all sorts of shit out of people's hands for no reason other than they're just standing there not saying anything. My body or my brain's like, uh, what do we do? Abort! Use the distract tactic. Yeah, but then they just stand there and glare at you afterwards and you're like, mm. what the fuck, man? Stop! You could have made me drop my croissant. Uh, vines that cured my cancer. <laughs> vines that float my boat. Vines that fed my children when I didn't. <laughs> Top 10 vines to cure your EDS. <laughs> if the playlist is empty. <laughs> <laughs> On a tangent thought, if you haven't watched Gus Johnson and his video Crack, go do that. Because it's fabulous, yes. and all zebras should appreciate the masterpiece. <laughs> I feel like you're calling out all zebras now. If someone doesn't like it, they're gonna be like, mm, "You're not a real zebra. You're more of a unicorn." <laughs> I don't know. Would you pick zebra over unicorn, though? I want a zebra corn. Zebra corn. I want a. I want a zebra corn zebra. stuffy. That yeah. sounds fabulous. I want to be a zebra corn. <laughs> be free from the pastures. <laughs> Until someone comes to kill you and take your horn. Yeah, well, then they have to fight the devil, so. It's the plot of Now legend. it's Tenacious D. No, it was Legend. Oh, I remember Legend. With Holy Tom cow. I forgot about that. And then movie. there's the giant, I think it's Tim Curry, plays the, like, demon. I think you're right. There's that giant red. Holy cow, I haven't thought about that movie in. Anytime I think of unicorns, like I think of years. that movie because. I think, like, Last Unicorn. Yeah, well, that they're both traumatizing. Yes. <laughs> when you're a little kid and you're like, what? What is this? What? <laughs> uh, well, we should get on topic. Yes, we're back from um, our nonsense <laughs> and our intermission. Yes. So you want to dive into a little bit more about imposter syndrome? Yes. I don't know what to say about it because I don't have it. Lies. Do you see what I did there? Wow. <laughs> a little bit of imposter syndrome for imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm meta. <laughs> I'm so three deep. layers deep in this right like now. Like a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shallowest puddle. <laughs> it's just a water drop. Anyway. Dew on the pavement. Yes. <laughs> that deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, imposter syndrome kind yeah. of shows itself in, I think, Okay, so one of my biggest moments of imposter syndrome was after I had my shoulder work done. So, 
you know how every time you go for a test, you're like, they're not going to find anything. Yep. It's all in my head. I'm crazy. I shouldn't be doing this test. I would like to back out right now. You mean the phase I'm in right now about having them look at having, my head? Yes, exactly. That. Mm-hmm. That. It's great and fun and we all hate it. Um, but after they worked on my shoulder, my brain tried to reason out of it that they had just like done it to humor me. Yep. And that they like just cut me open and then stitched it back up Same and they thing. didn't do anything because I'm crazy and they're just humoring me. So like now that seems like a completely irrational thought, right? Like yeah. totally well, ridiculous and irrational, but that's definitely. That's why I posted <laughs> one of the only posts on my Facebook is oh, a yeah. picture of my, my shoulder after it had work on it uh-huh. so that I can visually go back and be like, it happened. Here's what it looked like inside. This is what they changed because there's before and after pics. Mm-hmm. But I still get it with every surgery, even though there's like a noticeable difference. Yeah. You know, like it's I always assume they did. They just they put like incisions on you and they're uh-huh. like, all right, we we looked at it. It's fine. fixed now. Just to humor you. <laughs> even though I, I've like, seen. Logically, you know that that's not the case. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what. Oh, Vanessa's going to be mad. Uh-oh. I can't remember what I was supposed to do about that. What I, I was working on something with imposter syndrome. And there oh, was, really? It's more like self-talk, admitting okay. that it's real, telling yourself that it's real, that it happened. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Because, like, first of all, you your brain wants to protect you from the experience mm-hmm. by, like, numbing it out. And then secondly, you're like, there can't be something that wrong with me because I can do all of these things. And... Mm-hmm some days are better than others and when we have those good days that's when imposter syndrome really shows and it'll come through and we're like hey all that stuff that i have been through i've never been through anything and i'm crazy and it's all in my head because look how good i feel right now yeah you're not alone that happens to us incessantly constantly constantly even with childhood things like (laughs) stuff you know happened didn't happen yeah your brain just no mm -mm. i don't know i remember it but I don't. <laughs> but you do. I remember. I made it up. <laughs> that's my favorite. I that, made it up. That's yeah. fake. Never happened. Yeah. What was that? The TikTok that I saw that really like <clears throat> was super impactful and kind of changed my thinking where he was like, it's not. If you're doing it by yourself, you're probably not faking it for attention. Right. And that was huge for me because when I'm alone, that's when I like break down the worst. Yeah. And I let myself be a puddle and I let myself be like self-pitying for a moment. And it's so like, it's just not fair. It is not fair that we have to deal with imposter syndrome on top of the body being haunted. <laughs> what is the origin of imposter syndrome in people? Like his medical imposter syndrome, I feel like is from lots of denial, lots of no's, lots of. Right. We tried this or a lot of um, incredul- incredulity. Yep about what you're there for or yeah. what. Like having people doubt your experience enough yeah. that you wind up doubting it. Mm-hmm. But I think it started earlier than that though, because when we were young, we would just kind of reason out of it with like, everybody must go through this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just a freak because I can't handle it. <laughs> so we, we basically got together and collectively decided to have imposter syndrome. Yes. On accident. That's what happens when you <laughs> let kids go free. They're going to get together and just be like, no, this is normal. This is totally normal. Dude, your arm's off. Yeah, it happens. Like, it's not really off. It's it's it, fine. It'll come back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other hard part is because like 
when you can't get something back in after you've dislocated and you're like, just leave it. It'll be fine. It'll find its way back in. That's weird for people to hear yeah. and understand. But like once the muscle settles down, it's easier to put back in or it'll find its way through jimmying. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. Imposter syndrome is like one of the top three struggles for me just in general. I think that's fair. <laughs> Easily top three. Yeah. Because it's not I'm not consciously doing it either. A lot of the time, like it's just a background thought that always happens to be there. Yeah. It's not like one of those intrusive thoughts. It's like one of those ones that's just chilling in the back of the party. Just like, hey, right. guys. Well, it's like when I got my neck results back. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. No, don't worry about it. It wasn't real surgery. <laughs> just like your friend in the back telling you everything's wrong. Right. They're like, let's pretend you didn't have that. Like, But I thought that happened for real. Pre- pretend. Yeah. It was, it was made up. It was pretend. We didn't actually do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> my favorite is when I dislocate my knees and then I still like, they're not really dislocated. <laughs> That's Everybody a- pops. Well, like, you know, when I get stuck in my tendons, feel like they got twisted up and I'm sitting there. I'm like, mm, this you is slid it to the this back. This is Ugh. probably not what I think it is. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't talk to anybody about it ever. Mm. Except that I have to have people fix it for me. I had to have that when I um, when I was first getting my hip looked at, because the first doctor I saw was like, oh, the popping. That's just your tendon, like snapping back and forth across your pelvis. And I was like, no, it dislocates. <laughs> and I <laughs> remember the day that I was in here and I dislocated in front of Baba. <laughs> and so my grandfather looked at me and he was like, what was that? I was like, I just dislocated my hip. And he goes, I felt that through the floor. Yep. He's <laughs> like, they're very different snaps and cracks and pops. Right. A ligament wouldn't be a thump. Yeah. That was like a full on thunk. Yeah. And that, that thing came out. Exactly. <laughs> So that was real. That happened. Yeah. But I've had people like, oh, no, it's really hard to dislocate your hip. That doesn't happen. What's You're probably not dislocating so it. What are you You're supposed like, to do? Blah, blah, blah. That's that's where I'm at. Like, how do you get past that? phase? I'm not sure how I got past that phase. Like, I mean, it's still have imposter syndrome, but yeah, it's not deterring me from believing it anymore. It's right. not to the point where I, I can't believe it. Right. You can hold like the same be- or the two different beliefs in your brain at the same time. Right. But when you're searching. What are you supposed to do? I'm trying to think of like a coping skill or yeah. a, it's all positive talk, I guess. Right. Well, and, and you have to believe yourself down. over a doctor. Oh, yeah. Pain. And fucking yeah. pain journal. I'm so bad. At not pain not even like pain journal. I think I think that. I don't know. Let me look through my phone because I think there there have been ones that I'll write to myself or like about what I'm going through in the moment. Yeah. Um, And at, in the moment, it doesn't feel like doing a pain journal. It feels like like venting. Right. Um, but then it's there and then it's out there and you can, but it's still a pain journal. It's just an unintentional yeah. one. Yeah. It's not one where you're writing every little thing down. Right. Exactly. Well, I was wondering if I had one in here cause I've, I did it when I was having, oh, back when my back went out, I wrote mm-hmm. down what it felt like. So I could clearly remember. Yeah. It was like, it, it happened like this. It was this bad. It was bad. Yeah. Because even right now, I'm like, it probably wasn't a big a deal in my head. But I remember <laughs> it hurt really bad. So. Oh, here we go. I had one that was pain is ruining my life. Every moment I spend um, with my pain feels like forever. So like things that I've written to myself to like vent it out 
Um, and then I can go back and I can kind of put myself back in that state of mind. I read a haiku very similar to that. Did you? Yeah. Post um, when I was trying to get my uh, mental health worked on when I was still in the basement at the Fundy house. Right. So dark times, the like worst times. Yeah. <laughs> that basement is just a dark aura in my brain. Um, I wrote something along the lines of like. Um, this pain isn't temporary but I can cope with it was the gist, but it was like a haiku and I wrote like different ones yeah. every day to at least be more positive about it and less fatalistic. Right. Cause well, and it helps to like take it out yeah. of your brain and put it somewhere that you can examine externally. And that's how I was kind of communicating with Jen at the time too. Oh, that's nice. Cause I wasn't really saying it. I was, you know, when you're super depressed, you're not communicating. Yeah. You're, you, you're bothered to everybody in your head. Yep. So I was that was how I was kind of expressing what I was going through mm-hmm. was by writing little things on the whiteboard. And it, it helped. I mean, that was the beginning of working with um, New Health and getting on on drugs and therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had to force it. Yeah. So, yeah, write stuff down or talk to somebody else who can kind of feed it back to you. If you can. When yeah. the moment has passed. Because I think that's been really helpful for us. Oh, yeah. Being able to be like, this is going on. And then later being able to recall it and go, oh, yeah, that did happen. I was there. <laughs> it wasn't pretend you were in a lot of pain. Find find a friend who's healthy and doesn't have a problem. They'll really remember this stuff for you. Yeah. Because it's going to be so extreme in their heads. They're going to be like, no, you said it was this. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, wow. I was just like looking through what I was. <laughs> this one was from 2017. So I was wondering if there was one from after diagnosis. Uh, and then I get lots of like art ideas from being in pain, too. Do you ever get that where you're like, this would be a really good representation of what I'm going through? I was I've been doing that since high school. Really? Yeah, there was one. OK, so tiny backstory. I was homeschooled for a little bit in um new mexico Mm -hmm. where we were kind of isolated so like there weren't other kids around and it was only for a year but it was a a long year for me um and i did a lot of drawing at that time and there was a lot of isolated lots of pictures of of, like hearts that were isolated or, or you know being alone stuff yeah yeah i used to do that all the time I have some really Up good ones, high school. but I like I need to execute them, and I'm not sure how. That's one thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> was hobbies that we have that we do when you can. Yeah, like you got to have something, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you can always do. Like mine, my hobby is expensive and painful. <laughs> Explain to our friends what do you do? I I like to build computers, and not just like build them. I like to overdo it. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're like display computers they're gorgeous that's what i go for i try to make those showroom style like beautifully led lit perfect tube lines like hard tubing glass yeah it's it's addictive it's expensive and it it can only happen when i need it to like i can only really do it when i somebody's upgrading or yeah if i'm up well it's like you need that motivation almost yeah like for me i think if i brought stuff over here and we were like just messing around i could do art and like crank it out but I can't by myself. Like, I can't find that, like, go-to. Yeah. I had that problem with this. This was supposed to be done on episode one. I was like, we'll do this before. And it didn't and every happen. every time we kept putting it off. Until yesterday. 
in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing. Right. No. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That, like, drive to do something. <laughs> well, it's because you had so much energy and you had nowhere to put it. I really did. And you were like, I need to do a thing. I was like, okay. It looks good, though. It does. I love it. I just found this. Hmm. Um, I wondered if we should share. This was one of my musings. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. You want to read it? Sure. So this is one of the things that I like wrote down in one of my frustrated moments. Where I said, the fear of pain is so much stronger than pain itself. We were told this by behavioral health specialists and pain management um, teams when speaking on the management of chronic pain. But rarely are we given the smallest tidbit on how to manage pain when you have no fear of it. When pain is your constant and long-term long-term companion. Blocking pain is something we zebras learn to do from a very early stage. Um, but you can only block one pain at a time. The thing about our pain that people don't seem to understand is that there's is that we are always experiencing more than one pain at any given time. We have to prioritize our pain. Um, what fire to tackle first and let others burn on. And then I cut it myself off, but there you go. So <laughs> like, musings, it's time to shut up. I'll just, musings. I'll stop. No, I like I wrote one more thing and then it didn't make sense, so I never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true though. Yeah. But my phone is like full of them. Or I'll just get on and I'm like, I am feeling away and I'm going to put it here so that I remember it for later. Literally, that's the wording we were looking for last episode mm -hmm. where we were talking about the experience of pain. Yeah. Where it's when it's your constant background noise, how yeah. you have to just you, you learn to tune it out. Right. Until it changes or a new one appears and then you have to prioritize which one is the important one. Exactly. And which yeah. one to like block out and which one to like baby or if you need to baby something. Yeah. Yep. And that's a good way to handle it. I mean... Like right now, you're able to pull it up, recall everything. Yeah. Validate yourself. Right. It's just so hard, especially when I ran my own stuff, even then. I know, because you like read it back and you're like, ugh, shut up. Right. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what? he was so whiny. Like, it was a bad time. I know. There's a reason it's whiny. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, I did a bunch of them. It's so weird. Yeah, looking back on them is really interesting, too, because when you find them, you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Like I did. Oh, this one where we talk about how we refer to ourselves as we a lot. Mm, yeah. And how that like tool separates you from the body. It's very interesting because i've heard other zebras do it also where yeah. they're like we spent the day in the er like it's gotta we're be having this problem instead of claiming it as your own a behavior you that you to. build yeah just from dealing with it on the daily right because it has to be you have to separate yourself from it otherwise you would just be consumed by it right exactly it would just be pain all the time mm -hmm. and then you feel bad about being in pain all the time because people have to deal with you and yeah. you feel guilty that's the other thing that we don't often talk about is like how uncomfortable normies are with pain yeah oh yeah other people yeah normies it's mean normies. to call them normal normal healthy adults who might <laughs> listen to this because they don't have that kind of pain they could have mental illness who knows well but even then like i know yeah like you still feel like that unheard piece yeah yeah it is it does make people really uncomfortable because they don't want to have to think about it mm -hmm. <laughs> really 
Well, and especially if they don't know how to help you. Right. When you're like, I don't need you to help me. I just need to be witnessed. Hear me. Hear me. See me. Yeah. Validate me. And then leave me alone. <laughs> That's kind of what we want to do with the Facebook stuff and Discord. It'd be nice to be able to yeah. have an area for people to write down what they're going through during the debt time, you know? Yeah. So other people can see and be like, oh, yes, that happens to me. Yeah. But then you also know that it happened. Right. It's there. Forever. <laughs> well, until you delete it. On the internet. It, like me, because I delete everything. <laughs> my Facebook posts are, I have surgery coming up. That's my Facebook history. Mine is a little less. Less measured. <laughs> These it's not days like you I don't post a post lot. A lot. Yeah. But like if I go back and look at memories, I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, we were not feeling good. <laughs> we didn't feel good ever. Wake up at eleven thirty. Yeah. That's how it works. Like I wanna wake up by this shit. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is sometimes. Yeah. That's where we get it. Yeah. Pain is an interesting thing. It's an interesting concept and construct. All and, of this, you know, everything oh. around it. Yeah. The fear of pain, like you were saying. Right. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of what they have is the fear of the pain. Uh huh. Like panic before the storm. Yeah. Yeah. And even we still fall into it sometimes. Oh God, yeah. Where we're like, I don't want to do this. You feel it coming on. You're like, oh, I no. know what's coming, and I don't want to. I'm backing out of this one, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not here for this event. <laughs> You have Time to. to go. <laughs> Did you want to answer a question now? Sure. We're going to try and get to questions at the end of episodes. Yes. Or things that people want to talk about. So we had. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Got to navigate. So the I'll one that we it. found was really interesting was. Um, mm -hmm. Can't find it. Oh, Okay. So the guilt when passed on to children was the big one. Yeah. And you have two children. I do. I have a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And your little seven-year-old yep. is showing signs. He's always. has been for he, a long he time. He always has. We've always been. It's like you watch him and you're like, that. That's that's yes. me to a T. But then you're like, he's little. He's flexible. Maybe he'll grow out of it. But yeah. he's, he's not. And this we, child walks on his toe knuckles. Yeah. Or sideways. He loves to, to stand on his ankles. Sideways. That's something we do all the time. Yeah. Because somehow, like, it relieves pressure on the hips and the knees. Yeah. It, like, it's not pushes, a good thing you're supposed to do. Pushes but about. it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll he just curls up into random balls, puts his like legs behind his head and just sits there and watches TV. You're like, uh -huh. wow, kid, come on. And he's real. I'm worried about both of them because um, Rin has been a hypochondriac lately. Yeah. So everything has been worrying her. Aww. I had to. I had to explicitly go through the bite and score with her, and she's like zero. So she doesn't have to worry about that. But I'm trying not to talk to Rory about it because right. He's he's pretty sensitive to that stuff, and he would, I think, make a big deal out of everything mm -hmm. and be worried he wasn't allowed to do anything anymore. Right. You're like, no, kiddo, you can still live your life. Yeah, it's just so just complicated. Got to be a little careful. But the guild aspect, man, when we found out, part of why I found wanted to find out was for the kids. When Rory was born was when we really started worrying that this could be passed on. Right. Like right when he was born. Because it was getting worse for me at the time. Mm -hmm. And it just lined up. So that was my big driving force, too. It was like, I got to find out for the kids so that they know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what does it feel like, though? Like worrying about whether or not you've passed it on <clears throat> it's hard to describe or like if 
if you had known prior to having kids would i have had kids yeah probably not i think i would have done what benji and started yeah stop the line so i'm kind of glad because i love my kids yeah they're but fabulous people beforehand i probably wouldn't have wanted that pass this on or even chance passing it on right i don't know it's hard to say it is i it's... probably would have stopped at one <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and it's complicated too because you never know how impacted they'll be right because we're like our familial scale is it varies yeah everybody greatly. has yeah random stuff and it essentially skipped dad mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's almost normal so who knows how impacted they'll be and I guess that that's going to be a yeah. question anyway. As he gets older, it'll be <coughs> like we're trying to get him involved in sports and everything. Mm -hmm. But then you have to kind of meter out what sports he can do because, you know, you're not supposed to do like a lot of running. Right. I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, if I had kids, I think I would put them in martial arts. Yeah, that'd probably be the best. Because they teach a lot of like control. control. Yeah. Yep. And the control would be really helpful. Yeah. Because knowing how to move your body, I feel like is like, <laughs> that's a huge factor in not injuring yourself. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think if I had kids, I would put them into martial arts. Yeah. That makes the most sense, really. Yeah. But it's hard, too, because, like, my husband and I have talked about having kids. And we've both kind of decided on the sped lens that we wouldn't want to prevent. I don't know. It's. It's weird. So for us, we're like all of the kids that we've met who suffer with or deal with um, like heavy medical stuff or heavy mental or emotional stuff. We're still glad they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> and there's still value in that. And so for me, and I think as guilty as I think I would feel, I still want to be a mom. Yeah, that's what, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't unwish the children. <laughs> right. I just feel bad. Like, yeah. Because Roy, for sure, is, is going to be an issue. Yeah. And I mean, the, on the bright side, we know what it is. Now. Exactly. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. And we'll be able to like spot signs early. Yeah. And know what we're looking at, know what we're dealing with. Yeah, and absolutely. We have all the coping skills that we had to tediously I think learn I'd, through yeah, life. I think I'd feel worse if I found out after they were like past their teens. Yeah. And if they like were. Like if you missed a bunch of stuff in yeah. their childhood. Yeah. That would probably kill me. That would be the worst case scenario. Did you just spill all over the floor? <laughs> the pressure changed, apparently. Oh, wow. It's mostly on me. Show me a wipey. <laughs> it's funny. These have been hiding in here. And today I was like, I'm going to put them on the table just in case. And now we need them. Yeah. <laughs> Terribly. Okay. But thinking back, had I known, I probably would have done one. Like, because Jen and I were both so going ho about having Sophie to begin with. Yeah. And then knowing me, I would have gotten cocky because she came out healthy. Right. I think I'd end up right where I am. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it's we did that pass 50 percent, man. It's so weird, the spread of it, too, because it is. It's almost literally 50 50 mm -hmm. with dad and then with you so far. <laughs> so we'll have to see. But yeah, no, it's. And I know it's a heavy thing, and I know a lot of people choose not to. But I don't know. Like, you still want to have kids, right? Yeah. Yes. Part of my concern, my big thing with like having kids, is 
I want to make sure like I'm in a good place. Mm -hmm. Cause I, as much as I'd like to be a stay at home mom, we still need the money. Yeah. So I'd have to be able to like commit to being a mom and working full time still, which would be a lot. So at this point, I just want to get to a point where we're like fairly stable and then I don't have any like big medical stuff going on. It would be really nice if we could get the spasming figured out before. Cause I'm like, I don't look forward to having contractions my entire pregnancy. Thank yeah. you. No, thanks. <laughs> and then it'll be interesting to hear about like the abdominal adhesions. Cause that was my other big thing. It was like, I want to see if we can get that taken care of. Being before... pregnant might just take care of it for you. <laughs> right. Just stretch it just all out. Suck. God, no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It is. It's an interesting thing. And I understand that it's a very personal choice for everybody. Yeah. But yeah. That's a tough call. Yeah. Really. Well, and then the, like, how do you deal with the guilt of it? You just love the hell out of them. Yeah. I think that's the appropriate answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that makes the most sense. Just love them. And watch them. Yeah. And listen to them. <laughs> yes. Hear them when they say something. I hurts. mean, I still I still do it with Sophie. Like, she'll come in and she'll be like, Dad, my side hurts. <laughs> but she'll say it the day after I, like, my side pain's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I think it's her way of, like, trying to process it. It could be. Yeah. She's trying She's to like, see it through her own lens. See, yeah, exactly. The myopic lens of your own self-actualization. <laughs> That's what I tell her. <laughs> like, you really need to get out of your own head. <laughs> I would I would never do that. No, I would. <laughs> Only in very specific circumstances. There would be there's a time and a place that I would do that to yeah. her. <laughs> oh, yep. And then have to explain it. And then get in trouble. <laughs> Dad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's so funny. Yesterday when you were, when you brought the groceries in, you didn't tell me. No. What if there was something that needed to be refrigerated? Like I was gonna get to it. <laughs> I literally brought these in, went to the backyard, and called you. And then she rolls her little eyes and starts putting the groceries away. Yeah, it's great. Very cute. She put them away wrong, but she put them away. some of the stuff was on the floor, like the rolls. <laughs> Weren't there, weren't there rolls on the floor like two weeks ago? Yeah. It's like she just... There you <laughs> go, go rolls. in this general direction. Yeah. See, that one I think has ADHD. Yeah, oh yeah. I could see that. For sure. That's her little struggle there. <laughs> she got that from her mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I like the way this is worded, though. Which one? Um, they were talking about um, the ignorance. Oh, yeah. Family as well as doctors, people not believing you. I mean, the ignorance of doctors is a thing, too. Yes. Because we meet so many doctors that are like, oh, yes, you have stretchy skin. I have a stretchy everything, sir. <laughs> my all of me. Yeah. I'm but starting to notice it in my skin, too. Like, I've got, like, dimpling that happens in weird places because only some of the skin is connected to the upper layer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the muscle layer. <laughs> like, great. You, I think you have to deal with family more than I do. Yeah. Because most of my family is just the siblings. Like It's also gotten kind of different, like, not living with them. Because, like, living with them, they can check in 
like daily and we kind of do that. Yeah. Um, but recently just cause like I haven't been doing great. Like life's been beating the hell out of me recently. So I wasn't doing very well. I'm still not doing great, but I'm alive here. I am. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> um, but now it's like text messages and she's like, Oh, Randy said you weren't doing great. Are you okay? Is it a specific pain or is it just everything? Is it the weather? Is it blah, blah, blah. Like, I really don't want to go through and describe everything, especially over text. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I wish there was just an easier way to sum up and be like, yes, I'm not doing great. No, there's nothing you can do about it. Can someone make an app where it's just like, you know, when you fill out those, where does it hurt on the body charts? Yeah. Something like that where you can just set it and then wear like your phone and be like, this clearly yeah. states what's going on with me right now. <laughs> Because I don't have the time to explain it yeah. to everybody. It's like right. what Izzy said. Yeah. Just get everyone together. Exactly. Like, get on your soapbox and, ex- like, everybody all at once. Yeah. We're going to do this one time, and that's it. That's the hard part, especially, like, reconnecting with friends oh that you haven't gosh. talked to in a while. I haven't done that yet. And you're like, yes, it's I had two happen. hip surgeries within a year. That's crazy. And I didn't even think that it was crazy, but <laughs> I was like, yay, more surgery. <laughs> that's the realization I get sometimes when I'm like, I had a tumor removed from my spine. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you know, they went Inside in. Inside the dura. They they cut open my tumor, my spinal cords are, and they took out a small schwannoma. Yep. Wasn't cancer. Well, and then you have the the arachnoiditis? Doisis? It's both. It's ditis and doisis. All of the above. Yeah. Um, yeah, spinal adhesions, basically, yeah. where the scar tissue sticks and inflames everything and it hurts really bad and then it compresses yeah the spinal cord at the bottom it just builds on itself yeah it builds all that pressure up so lovely it's gotten better though i did images recently and they it's still there but it's better well and you've done a lot of like work to break it up yeah oh yeah which helps which is why i think massage is super valuable you can find a good one and you can tolerate the pain I mean, I have my wife stand on me and kick me to get my back. So It works, though. It does. She's when good. she did it to me, I was like, holy cow. The other day, my back was so bad. She she basically just stood on me and went, Froom, and then she started kicking everything into position. And she got some really low ones. It was really nice. Oh, that's always nice. The low ones are the ones I fight with. Mm-hmm. And then my like sacrum and my SIs are mm-hmm. always, always out and always bad. I can't and my not... PT doesn't believe that I dislocate, which is stupid. I was talking about my um, my SIs. Yeah. And I was like, they're always out. And she was like, well, that's normal. They're like always tight after surgery. And I was like, no, they're out. And she was like, yeah, no, they're not out. They're tight. And I was like, but <sighs> I know the difference. Please believe me. I know. And then you have imposter syndrome. Yes. Full circle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it's back. so lovely. It's not my favorite. Uh they're like you you didn't dislocate i'm like i think i would fucking know <laughs> it's pretty obvious when it happens right well and i remember having my knees dislocate early yeah early on and knowing that they were dislocated <laughs> or they would lock i, I did get the locked knees i just assumed that it was a normal thing up until i was in my 20s like i would my knees would get messed up if i would kneel that would like always be a thing yeah. um and then Oh, I had a thought and I lost it. Come back, pretty thought. Come back to me. It's gone. We made full circle to imposter syndrome. We did. 
Knees dislocating in Grand Lake. Yep. It's gone. Okay. It was something about my back. Oh. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the adhesion thing is interesting. Because, yeah, when I put it in the groups, the groups were like, yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had never heard it anywhere else. And never, like, looked, like, in all of my digging, anytime I found abdominal adhesions, because, like, all of my searches brought me back to that. Right. I was like, this is, this is it. And all I could see was, like, caused by surgery. And then tiny, tiny. Or chronic inflammation, which we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... And it makes sense. Like our bodies, we don't scar normally. No. So why would we scar normally inside? Yeah. Normally you're supposed to get like a bump. Yeah. Think about that. Like all my scars are indented kind of. Uh Well, or like mine are like paper thin on the top. Yeah. So I've got like a lot of um, like fibrous tissue around them. I have one normal one I got when I was a kid. I have no normal. I just scar from everything. Yeah. Like anything and everything that touches my skin scars. Everything scars. It's so frustrating. I used to hate it when I was a kid because I was just covered in scars. Right. And I was like, my knees don't look good and everybody else's knees look good and everyone else has really nice skin. And I just didn't my whole childhood. (laughs) I was very (laughs) upset about it. You just looked like a badass covered in battle wounds. I know. (laughs) You're like... Yeah, what are all these from? Uh, I, I don't know. Wild monkey knife fight. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm going to tell people now. That's what I used to say. That's when I, awesome. When I was in the teenage years, because I had like all sorts of random shit happen. Yeah. Be like, what happened to you? Wild monkey knife fight. I love they it. don't ask questions after that. They should. It's perfect. They really should ask you, why were you fighting a monkey in the wild with a knife? But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And where was this wild monkey? Yeah, what? Where did you encounter a <laughs> monkey in Colorado? Yes. Places. So one of these was talking about, oh, like showcasing some online stores that work with like EDS patients. So like Body Braid, for instance, oh, was designed yes. specifically in mind with EDS in mind. I'm not very knowledgeable about that whole end of things. Yeah. Because we're, I don't know. We don't buy things unless we're like at the end of our rope. Yeah. No, it (laughs) it takes a lot. Because we've been using ace bandages and like over the counter braces forever. Well, and ace bandages are like my go-to. Yeah. When I've messed something up. I'm like, this will cause pressure. Well, once you know how to like wrap your shoulder, like your arms keep your shoulder from moving. Mm -hmm. Like you you got everything with an ace bandage. You could do anything. Right. With enough bandages. (laughs) With enough bandages, I can rule the world. (laughs) Let me go back to the other one. So eventually we'd like to do an episode on like the skin issues of EDS. Oh, man. And we have a lot, a lot, a lot of comments um, from some people in the groups to talk about different skin issues. So that'll be really cool. I'll make sure but I think that is going to be an episode all of its own because it's it is a big one. It's a doozy. It was interesting, though, as I was going through it, because I learned that, like, we're not the only chronic skin pickers either. Oh, yeah. Which is nice to know. Well, when you heal backwards. Yeah. Because what my body is so weird. It does this, like, 
it closes it to a circle and then it fills this empty space with scar tissue, but it's not attached to anything. Yeah. And so it just becomes this like hard knot inside, which I hate. <clears throat> Are you okay? <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? I did. What was it? That was your thumb? Ow. Thumb. That's why I stopped. I was like, oof. Crunch. <laughs> crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. So yeah, so eventually we'll dive into the skin issues for EDS. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had more examples of really good skin issues. <laughs> well, the <laughs> bruising. Wish. Yeah. The bruising, the scarring. I'll just have a, a rough week. I'll the just bump sensitive into skin. <laughs> oh my God. I have a bruise that's finally growing. I, like a dumbass. So I do this thing where I like to call it pick a direction and stumble. Yes. It's like throwing yourself in a direction. Yes. You're like, that direction, move. <laughs> and then I just let gravity take over and I stumble that way. Yeah. And I did it the other day, only I was like in a hurry. So I was like skipping and stumbling like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I skipped directly into a door frame and hit the back of your pinched, arm. Yeah, and pinched off like the whole back of my arm on this door frame. The only way it looks like that's possible is if you were skipping backwards. No, I was skipping <laughs> and I hit the door frame and I stumbled back and just smashed it. <laughs> Did you go fuck and then walk away? It was special. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. This is great. I do that a lot. Yeah. Or like my proprioceptional change. And then I take my right side off a lot. And it's always my right side. I don't know why. Like I don't have a sense of where my body is on the right. I get that. I body check everything on my right side. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to run into it. If it's on my right, I'm running it over. <laughs> yeah. You look like you're drunk. It's like, no, I'm, I'm just, I have no idea where my arms are. When I was the para, I used to do it every time I walked into this teacher's classroom. And she didn't like having our kids anyway. So it was always like an ordeal to go in there. <laughs> and every time I walked in or out of that classroom, I ran into the same bookshelf <laughs> and knocked something over while she was teaching. She probably thought you were doing it on purpose. I know. <laughs> like, God, what is her problem? This was pre-diagnosis too. So I was oh just like, God. I don't know. I just keep taking my arms off, <laughs> running into things. <laughs> constantly it's ridiculous oh man and then half my bruises aren't even from trauma they're just there yeah like this one i have a line for a bruise from a vein that just was like hmm, we're gonna leak along this trail <laughs> i was like okay i guess whatever uh, that's fine but it looks like someone's been beating me it does you look <laughs> abused. it's not good you need to get that shit in check no my parents thought my now husband abused me I was always covered in bruises. <laughs> Ten bruises easily, too. You're always like, someone's going to think that they beat me. Yeah. That's always my worry. I get really annoyed because I'm like, somebody is going to think that my husband beats me. Yeah, they're going to pull you aside and be like, are you okay? You can tell me. And then I'm going to have to okay? laugh really hard and they're not going to understand why. <laughs> She's just psychotic. Yeah. Especially because they're like always on like the backs backs of my arms. Yeah, they well sometimes and they, they look, look like, like fingerprints because yeah. they're like little perfect circles a lot of the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're not supposed to be talking about skin issues though. We're saving that for a whole episode. Yes. Sorry, my bad. 
we've broken the rules. Season two is ruined. Sorry, guys. Go home. <laughs> We're discarding this whole episode. Goodbye. Oh, God. No. Take the banner down. We're done. No more. <laughs> Just stand up, rage quit. <laughs> Rip it off the wall. Knock over everything. <laughs> tip over the camera. <laughs> No. That's how we're ending the episode. <laughs> Rage quit. We're in a mood today, I think. <laughs> it's season two. We're excited. Yay! We can do whatever we want. New rules. Let chaos reign. New rules, new new life. Same old body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about flinging ourselves, they'll just go that direction and everything will go with me. <laughs> it's really what it is, though. Yeah. You like... There are days when you can't you just watch. use momentum to get Ugh. someplace. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I can keep myself on two feet for the most part. And we'll just stumble in that direction over there. <laughs> like I almost knocked over Jen's or I almost fell into Jen's desk the other day. Yeah. I was like, just pick a direction and go. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's like it's like Buzz Lightyear. It's not flying, it's falling oh, with style. style. <laughs> it's just not falling with style almost falling with style it's like the opposite of that it's falling <laughs> with horribly. <no> style <laughs> it's a prolonged fall i'm pretending i know how to walk i don't it's my new thing i'm pretending to walk <laughs> i never uh, learned yeah no one ever taught me uh, here's something that just occurred to me hmm. um there you know the the whole zebra spectrum right yeah do you think people who have lighter symptoms feel like it doesn't count, like they're not visible enough because it's not as bad as like, because we had a comment about how bad it is for us versus yeah. the person. <clears throat> I don't look at it like that. EDS is still EDS. Right. You're still dealing with things. Right. Well, and it's like we talk about but a lot with comparative suffering. Do you think that they have yes. a, a higher, like a harder time with it because it's not like, yeah, I've had eight surgeries and you know what I mean? Right. I see you. You count in my heart. Yeah. I mean, it should be good enough, right? Right. Well, One person. It's like we say, like comparative suffering is not the way, friends. Yeah. Suffering is suffering and suffering is a universal experience. Doesn't matter what kind of suffering. Mm -hmm. Everybody suffers in one way or another. So I don't think and I, it would make me really sad to know that someone was using this to compare themselves to and using us as a metric. Right. Because like we've had bug does it yeah our brother and that's really sad that's really hard for us to yeah like, we're swallow to him we're, we're we're like uh postmarkers in, in his journey right. he's like at this age it's gonna be this bad and at this age it's like it doesn't have to be though right well and he found out younger and he has a better chance of yeah. not ending up quite as damaged yeah i don't think he realizes <laughs> how much i damaged myself for how long right well like the stubborn damage like this hurts do it some more it's like double damage yeah double down i'm doubling down on my body damage. i had an owie now i have a ooey <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah i've breathed through it pain <laughs> how's your face hot yeah it feels hot it feels hot. <laughs> you can get that tooth ripped out yeah yeah i do and then i need yeah fix my sinuses yeah probably the same thing but yeah, no, I I want to make it clear that this is not intended as like a metric. Right. This is our experience so that putting it out there so that we can feel less alone and so that hopefully 
you feel less alone yeah. with your experiences and knowing that other people understand and have been there and are challenged by the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I Vizzy don't think said. the scale matters. Right. Vizzy was having problems at the doctor going to the ER. Oh, and yeah. they had the issues. Arm was numb. Yeah. The, well, remember they had that arm pain. Yeah, while they were sketching. Exactly. So mm-hmm. they went in and... If it wasn't for us talking about all of my other experiences in the ER, I think yeah. they would have been a lot more discouraged and it, it would have been a lot mentally harder to deal with. Yeah. Because they, they brushed them off, basically. It's so frustrating. Because they did like an x-ray and that was it. And it's soft tissue nerve issue. You're like it's a nerve thing. <sighs> I'm sorry, busy. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I don't like it. Yeah. It's hard. And it's hard when people don't believe that you know your body. Ugh. Yeah. That is so frustrating to me. Like, I live in it. I know. <laughs> My house is haunted. Yeah. I don't care if you believe me or not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lie. I care. <laughs> that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think. I think comparative suffering as a whole is a trap. Right. And it's going to be a sink for your energy and it's not going to be helpful or beneficial yeah i don't want anyone to be like i'm not at that level so i don't want to go in and get it looked at right like if you can get something taken care of now do it now by all means yeah if it's big or little if you can fix something before it's worse do it yeah (laughs) don't wait like four years and you know repeatedly injured whatever arm it is over and over again so you can't move it don't do that Don't be like me. Yeah. When I got my shoulder done, I couldn't brush my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember how to move my arm to get it up. Like the track. You got to get it. Roll it. Up and out. Yeah. Shoulder pain starting to come back on this side. It's time. It's only been two years. I got mine to last. I did not. Well, because they didn't do it right to start with. What was that? (laughs) That was a nerve. Oh, (laughs) did you just electrocute yourself? I stretched out and got zapped. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oof. okay well that was a bad idea i felt the veins too like because i, I hate that. hyperextended Ugh. it Ugh. like you can feel it coming out of the socket it's so gross yeah let's go further <laughs> let's go further just wedge in there <laughs> let's just pop, pop it out, it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show them we'll show all of them everybody dislocate and then we'll meet up and we'll show everybody then they can't stop us we'll be well, at least we'll, we'll have stopped ourselves, but we'll have done something about it. We'll rally and then I'll get really tired and sit down. <laughs> we'll use all of the spoons and just. And know. no one can hold their signs up for very long because you lose circulation. So we'll all be down here and like, hey. I just imagine a bunch of people lying down in a field. We exist. Like we gathered. We're here. <laughs> we're here and we're bendy and we're not happy about it. That's our new motto. <laughs> Uh, I think you we should. Call it? Yeah, I think so. It was hopefully a good episode. I hope so. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it, and got yeah. something out of it. They visit visit the Facebook. Yeah, leave us comments for sure on either. We're trying to get more of a community going, so yeah, be a part of it because we want to hear from you guys. This yeah. is as much for you as it is for us. Yeah, hang out. Yeah, All tell right. us about your stuff. On that note, we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Ta-ta. Are you talking to the future you? That's not very nice. I know, that was bad self-touch. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like you apologize.
apologize to yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> you know what you did, though. 